0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Shavuam Yom. Today is the seventh day in our quest to learning all about the holiday of Pesach. We are beginning now in Mishnayos Pesachim Peric Gimel, starting with Mishnah Dalad, we are going to start right now. So we know we were talking about what happens when, when you leave raw dough. dough alone. We're talking about shocking and ice water. And the reason is is because if you leave raw dough dough alone, naturally it's gonna do what raw dough does. And what raw dough does is it, it, it's mechameses. It becomes it becomes leavened. And so but if you work it and you don't let that Khamit's chance to take a to take a quick nap and to and to rise a little bit then it's not gonna, then it's not gonna, it's not gonna rise, it's not gonna leaven. So now this mission is going to be going to be talking about that. Rabbi Gamliel says, "So Rabbi Gamaliel says that three women may may need three batches of dough at one time, and then they can take turns, each putting them in an oven one after the other. Even though the the second and third um, pieces of dough are gonna have to be in the in the oven." While the first one's gonna be, and it's apparently gonna be complacent and sitting there and gonna have a chance to leaven, Rebengomiel of the opinion that that time that you know very quick, especially if it's a small piece of dough. That time that 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 that, that dough will be in the oven will be very quick and it won't give the dough enough time to leaven and it's still going to be matzah it's not going to be chametz however the next the next time of the chachamim is of a differing opinion if you have these three women they have to each be doing something at a time so what do we mean by that so so essentially um while one woman's kneading the dough, the other woman's is shaping her dough, and, and then the other one is baking her dough. Sorry, my pen just dropped on the floor. If, if anyone was wondering what that noise was, and one, one, while well, one is kneading, one is shaping, one is baking, and so and so they they quickly. Um, once once the once the first woman finishes shaping her dough, puts it in the oven. The second woman starts shaping. And, and then once once she finishes the third one starts shaping right so this way the dough is never complacent never gives the dough a chance to relax her kiva again disagrees with meal says but for a different logic he says he all, says all of these all of these um the, the women who are making the bread and then also whatever firewoods being burnt and and then and how quickly this, this firewood gets gets lit up, how much time that's going to give. He's basically just saying, you know, what, one thing we're, we're taught in science class from, from a young age is they have to make sure there's only one variable, right? Because if there's not if there's not more than one variable, stuff's gonna go wrong. So in this case, you have different women, different different women, or, or different bakers who are who are each making the bread. They're all gonna be making it in a different way, and they're all gonna be using a different technique. And there's also gonna be different firewood, and there's it's just too broad. So so essentially, essentially what Robin says, yeah, I'm sorry, essentially what Rabbi Akiva says, disagree with Rabbi Gamliel that we that we can't leave the dough unattended because one of them's going to going to rise faster than the other one and then the final rule zakhal tafach so here is the general rule so if the challah starts to swell and a person sees that it's that it's that it's about to rise and it's about to become a chametz what should this person do tam taftach, taf-tach til-tosh you should Put cold water on your hands, and then and then put the cold water all over the dough, because the coldness will slow slow down the leavening pro the leavening process, and it'll stall you with just enough time. So if somebody eats seor, um, which is a dough that has started to rise, it must be it must be burnt. But if you if you eat it on Pesach, again, it's not really it's not exact chametz. It's close to it's close to chametz, but it's not exact chametz, so you don't get punishment by kares or malchus. It's just, it's just um, the the rabbis prohibited it, so so you're not gonna do it. We're gonna define really the, what the parameters of seor are, but just to first clear um clear up what might be any miscommunication, the term seor should not be confused with the biblical term um biblical term um sit seor versus seor. We were talking about seor. The, in the Torah, they record sitor, which is sourdough, and something that was very popular during the. I'm not going to say the word because Spotify might flag me down if I say the you know what pandemic. I think you know what I'm talking about, but I don't want to get flagged down by Spotify. Apparently, if you say that word, uh, your episode might get taken down. So during the you know what time, people were obsessed with making sourdough, and so I know from that time that is a fermenting process. So that's what the Torah is talking about. The, the Mishnah right here is not talking about that. It's talking about seor. It's talking about something that's sli- that's slightly chametz. Seidok um, yisarif. However, it's something is a is a is a tzidok, uh, which is called crack dough. um Apparently, has has more chametz than 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 the sower, Then it must be burnt. Va'ochlo And somebody who eats it is is chayv is high for, for uh, really bad punishment, death on the hands of heaven because it's absolute chametz. So now we're going to do some definitions. Eizu What's considered sower? Dough that, that developed cracks, it says like the antenna of locusts. So apparently, what were the antenna of locusts look like? So so it made it look like this challah had short cracks that did not that did not cross over one another, right? So they're just short, minute cracks. So then you can imagine, Tzidok, what is cracked dough? needs arvu, So dough that has so many cracks that the cracks cross over each other. This is what Rebihuda says. And Chacham says, if person eats um either we eats either of the either of these descriptions that we get set, whether it has cracks um going over each other or just minor cracks. Either way either way they, they are called they are called um crack dough. And you're punished both kares. So then that begs the question. According to the chamim, what is seor then? So what is seor? If 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 those two things are are not considered are not if if one of those two things is not considered seor, then what is seor? So any dough who that that turned that turned a little bit pale, uh, according to the chamim, at that point that is that is what we call like the the intermediary chametz, right? There's no real punishment for it. but you really shouldn't do it. So that's, that's the Chacham's definition. Last Mishnah. So we know that the 14th of Nisan, obviously, we start we, we dispose of our chametz, which is because it's the day before Pesach. But what happens when that day happens to be on Shabbos? Well, let's find out. Our if the 14th of Nisan happens to fall on Shabbos, according to Diva Rabbi according to Rabbi Meir, you should burn everything before the Shabbos. What's the reasoning for this? Because Rabbi Meir is scared that you that you're that you're not going to have that you're not going to have enough enough time to 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 eat all the chametz on on Shabbos. You should you should get rid of all the chametz um, on on erev Pesach on on the on the night of the night of the fourteenth. And and the reason, even though even though it is Shabbos, um, it because because um because you you you're not worried that you're not going to have enough chametz because. The, according to the Chachamim, they they assume that all the chametz will be eaten by him, uh, by by this person's family or by their guests or animals. Uh, remember, cows have a big stomach. Rabbi Elazar bar Tzadok says. He has a little stipulation, which is that truma. He 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 explains that that animals in kohanim in non-kohanim cannot eat truma, and so therefore you're gonna have a lot less mouths to feed, and so you should probably. Do it, burn it before Shabbos, so that you don't have these problems. And I hope that you're excited because now one day closer to the holiday of Pesach. Have a wonderful day.